HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by you. Go to heritageradionetwork.org slash donate to become a member today. Welcome to the Grape Nation, your weekly journey. Our guest is Hervé Gestin. We'll talk to Hervé about Champagne and Leclerc Briand. We'll taste a few Leclerc Briands that Hervé was kind enough to bring to the table for our weekly wine sip. I'm your host, Sam Ben Ruby. Stay with us for the Grape Nation on the Heritage Radio Network. We bring wine to the people. Hervé Gestin is the chef du cave at Champagne Leclerc Briand overseeing all production since 2008. Hervé is a practitioner and expert in organic and biodynamic farming and is a forefather of bioenergetics, bringing the energy of nature to the finished wine. Was all that correct and accurate? Okay. All right, welcome to the Grape Nation, Hervé. Thank you. It's great to have you here. There's a lot going on in New York. Um, There's La Fête du Champagne, um, which is a festival of champagne growers that are in town pouring, and that's one of the reasons Airways here. So let's tell people a little about who you are. Tell me, uh, tell me about your journey in life and wine that got you currently to Le Clairbriand, you know, overseeing the whole production. There's a lot in between that. Y- yes, you know, um, my, my, my wine life is very large and very old uh, life because I was born between two bars, you know, okay. a long time ago, you know, uh, 62 years ago, you know, because my grandfather and my, my father was, was wine merchant, you know. So I started to, to taste my first wine. I was seven years old, you know, Ooh. with my grandfather. And I've never been drunk, you know, <laughs> during my life. So after my study at the University of Reims, I started to be enologist and chef de cave and head winemaker for Duval-le-Roi, you know. It was in 
80, 84. And from 84 to 2006, I worked for, I've spent uh, 24 years to work for this company you know, as a head winemaker. That's a long time. It's a very long time. In place. Yes. In this yes. Business. But a very interesting place because I've, we did many, many things, many nice things during this period. And I, 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 I've learned a lot, you know. I got a chance to be employed at 24 years old, you know. It was my mm-hmm. first job after the university. And it was a very important job at that time, you know. So... You eventually leave there after 24 years. Yes. What do you What do you do before yes, so you got to Leclerc? Yes, I decided to 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 create my own company, my my own advice company. So I started to work everywhere in Europe. I started to work in Russia, in Italy, in Spain, in England, and, and of course I, I I advised at that time a lot of growers, you know, in Champagne. And we had the, the opportunity to, uh, you know, I, I also was working for Leclerc Briand, for the, the, the former president. And, and unfortunately, uh, he passed away. He was very young. He was 60 years old, mm-hmm. you know. And his uh, four daughters decided to start, try to continue uh, the activity. But in France, uh, you have to pay huge taxes. So they were unable to finance the taxes, you know. So they decided to sell. And we, we were lucky enough to, to be able to buy the company. Ah. So, and, but in that time, the company was in a very bad state because the finance was, was, was difficult. Uh, so we bought with uh, an American family. What year was that? Uh, it was in 2012, uh, beginning of 2012. 2012. And how did you come upon the American family? It's a, it's, a, it's a pure hazard. You know, one of my friends was advocate, you know, and he asked me, would you, would you know, would you, would you know uh, 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 because um, we have, a, I have an investor, you know, uh, and he would like to find, he would like to invest in the in champagne business. So I had the possibility to, 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 to uh, I knew that Le Clairvoyant was for sale, you know. So I answered, yes, I know uh, uh, a company for sale. So it's, it's a pure hazard, you know. So Le Clairvoyant, if you look at when you got there backwards, what's a little history? Uh, Le Clairvoyant is a very old, uh, very old company. It has been created in 1872, Two. you know. Yes, it's very old familial company, very important because at that time, uh, they own uh, more or less 60 hectares of vineyard, which is a lot in Champagne region. Yes, very, very important. And so it was one of the pioneers of organic and biodynamic uh, uh, vine growing in Champagne, you know. Because which was rare in those yes, days? Yes, because they started to work on organic in 90, around 1960, you know. In, in, that, in that time, only five or six growers were working with the, bio, with the organic approach, you know. And so after that, they, after the organic, they, they moved toward a biodynamic approach around the, maybe in the 80, beginning of the 80s, you know. So Who was the influence? To move um, in that direction there. Maybe it was Nicolas Joly, you know. Okay. Nicolas Joly is a very famous uh, uh, vine grower located in Val de Loire, you know. He is uh, famous in the world. Um, and I think he spent several years working in the United States, you know. Right. Um, were you working with organics or biodynamics? Or when you got to Leclerc, that's when things really, you know, focused towards that? Yes, for for me the idea for me the idea you know um, it's not difficult to 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 make a wine sparkling you know it's very easy but it's not the purpose because 
uh, it's not my interest. You know, from from I was very young, I always been convinced that we were we had to be close to the nature. You know, so um, I started to be interested by the biodynamic approach in '95, around '95 at Duvalois. So I studied some very huge experimentation at that time, and I I got some very nice results. So I decided to push and to develop my my understanding of biodynamic. You know, so. Uh, I have advised many people in Champagne. When you left? Yes, Duvalois. Duval, you yes. consulted yes. in that area. Yes, exactly. So I, around I, the world, right? Yes, around the world, in, in Spain, in Italy, in England, in Russia, and, and of course in Champagne, yes. So were there not that many people that were experts at it in those days? No, no, it's very difficult because uh, uh, you need to experiment by yourself, you know, because you can't find any book on the subject. You can find many books written on the agriculture in general and the vine growing in general, but on the winemaking, nothing. It's impossible to find in the world a, ride, a, a, a book uh, on, on, on biodynamic uh, uh, applied to the winemaking. So we have to improve, we have to develop, we have to experiment, we have to find everything. So it's a long way. So it wasn't a coincidence that the American couple, when they bought Leclerc, <coughs> brought you in because the sensibilities pre-existed towards organics and biodynamics. Yes. And yes. you were one of the practitioners. Yes, yes. It was a huge So that sense. was a perfect match. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, responsible, sustainable viticulture and winemaking are so important now to the consumer and obviously the environment. Champagne as a region is so late towards a commitment to organics and biodynamics. Mm -hmm. well, why is that? I think... Um, I think the, the average production of organic in Champagne is around between 3 and 5% of the total production. Um, many people has two activities, you know, many growers has two activities. They are salary in big names, for big names, you know, uh, and the, the, during the weekend they, 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 they care their vineyard, you know. So they have no time to, to improve their knowledge about wine, you know, about vine. Uh, so it's uh, it's not a priority. No, it's not a priority. And uh, the second point is this: the average size of the of the vineyard is very small. The average size for a single vineyard is maybe 0.2 hectares, which is very small to apply the principle of biodynamic because the, your neighbor continue to spray pesticides, you know. Right next door. Yes, exactly. As hard as you try, it's, it's blowing in the wind, literally, yes, so right? Th this is the reason why some people decided not to go that direction because of this, this problem, you know. Maybe it's the reason, uh, the number one. And maybe the third reason is the, the difficulty with the climate, you know. Uh, so climate? Yes. Because of what? Wet? Mildew? Yes, yes. milieu is, uh, is very important. The, the pressure for the milieu is very important in our region, you know. And when you, when you decide to eliminate pesticides, you have to be very present in your vineyard, you know. And you have to be there when, when the, the, the rain is, 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 is there, you know. It's, it's impossible to wait more than 24 hours to, to, uh, to care your, vein, your, your vine. So it's, uh, you have to be present. And if you are salary uh, in, a big, in, in, a in a company, you know, uh, uh, you can't be present, you know. Right. So, and you had mentioned earlier that a lot of the champagne houses just don't make it a priority to be out in the field or whatever. Yes. So they can't manage the weather. Yes. What, what do you think it's going to take to change things? The, the climate is changing over the... Over well, no, let's talk about that separately. But what is it going to take for the wine houses, wine growers 
to understand that organics and even biodynamics is a direction they have to think about. What, what, is it time or it may never happen? No, I think it's a question of time, you know, because when we started, when we started to, to be interested by biodynamics, we only had less than 1%. Right. And now we are, um, the organic, organic production represents more or less 3 to 5%, you know. You know? So it develops, it develops very slowly, but it, it, it will continue. Do, do, do yes, you yes, see yes, it yes, continuing? Yes, yes, of course, of course. And um, I'm, I'm confident for the future, uh, I think in the next 10 years we will be 10%. Okay. Yes, at least 10%. You know. Okay. Yes. Um, let's hope. <laughs> Le, yes. You say biodynamic resonance applies not only to the cultivation of vines, but also to the making of yes. the wine, which really says the field, you know, and the making of the wine. While I have you here, because you really are the expert, give me your explanation so people understand organic and bi biodynamic viticulture. Keep it simple. <laughs> I mean, I've asked guests over and over. I will knock this into my listeners' heads, but there's nobody more credible than you to answer. So the, 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 now, you know, uh, as I explained to you, you can find many books on the subject, you know, on the right. first subject, but on the, on, on the winemaking, because, you know, the philosopher Steiner didn't work at all on the winemaking. He only spent several hours to work on the vine. And he considered wine was not very interesting for human being, you know, because uh, he was living during the industrial revolution in Europe. And that time, uh, the industrial, the wine industrial had to produce a lot of wine to supply the workers because their life was very difficult. So to forget the, 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 the difficulty of the life, of the daily life, they had to drink a lot of wine, you know. Right. So Steiner, Steiner observed a, a lot of violence between the father. Steiner is the father of biodynamics. Yes, 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 exactly. So he observed a lot of violence between the father and, and, and the son, between the, the father and, and, and the mother, you know, because of the... Because of the wine, you know, because of the, of, of the violence, you know, so he couldn't accept this. This, but um, he didn't. He didn't understand. For, to, my, to me, he didn't understand the real potential and the real interest of the wine, you know, because it was in front of him. He only had industrial wine, so it's very different, you know. It's really very different, you know. We don't work at all in this direction, of course. Right. So, but tell me, what is bio, biodynamic viticulture? So, uh, For, wait, first organic and then biodynamic. Yes, you know, uh, organic is you eliminate what is uh, all, the, all the synthetic uh, uh, production. You, you eliminate pesticides, you eliminate and you replace by natural substances, you know, that, that's, that's all, you know. Um, biodynamic, you take into consideration the location of the vineyard in the world, you know, and you consider uh, the vineyard is, is, is under the influence of many parameters, some are moon planets yes exactly very very uh, different influences so you have to find the the main influences in function of the season in function of the location of your of your vine in function of many many different parameters so it's a very large approach of the of the agriculture you know uh, organic you replace chemi by natural substances and biodynamic you you try to understand uh, uh, and you try to to replace the vineyard in a sort of global environment, you know, it's very different approach, right. you know. Is maintaining a biodynamic vineyard, is it difficult? I know it's a commitment. 
But no. is it a hard thing to do, or once you make the commitment, it's no, it's it's of course uh, you have to t to to spend time to to care your vineyard because uh, it's it's you have to be present. You know, you have to be present. But when you start, the f two, three first years are very difficult because you have to change. You have to change your mind. You know, right? You have to change the your transition. Yes, exactly. So it's not at all the same approach, the same philosophy. So you have to change anything. But after two, three years, it's okay because you start to understand what the nature is. You start to understand that the vegetable is not only a dead vegetable, it's a sort of living system. And you have to take into consideration that the human being is also, of course, a living system. And, and the idea is to put into resonance the human being with, with the vineyard and with, with, with the universe. You know, it's, it's the main, it's, it's the key point, you know. That's that's the answer I was looking for. Now, you said this twice, and I want to get into it a little. So the practice of organics and biodynamics in the vineyard is one thing. How does that carry over into the cellar? Because you could really be an organic or biodynamic grower, and you could screw it up in the cellar. So to, to continue with the commitment... What are the practices in the cellar? Um, in the cellar, it's the, the practice are you have to experiment because, uh, as I told you, there is there, you can't find anything in the book. You know, so I will tell you an example, a very very interesting example. Last year during summertime, the, the the you observe everywhere in the world the proximity of the planet Mars. The planet Mars at the end of August was close to, the, to our planet at 57 million kilometers, instead of three, 2,000 to 4,000 million kilometers. And it's like half. Yes. And so the yeast, uh, and the activity of the yeast during the first fermentation is controlled by the activity of the moon and, uh, and by the activity of the sun. But the bacteriums are controlled by the activity of March, of the planet March. So it means that during this last summertime, the bacterium receive a growth signal very early in the season. In general, this signal arrives uh, uh, at the beginning of spring, you know. And... So we observe very, 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 very difficult phenomena because the bacterium started to work in the same time than the yeast, you know, on residual sugar. Ah. So a lot of people all around the world has lost a part of their production because of the increase of acetic acid. So now, do you, the cycles of the sun and the moon are predictable. Did you know the, that Mars was going to be at its closest point last year? Yes, season? yes, of course. The, but the, still, yes, to the, manage it in the yes, cellar. Yes, the, the previous time, it was in 2003. You know, in 2003, March was at uh, 55 million kilometers, you know. And uh, so we, we had to solve the problem. One thing is to know the origin of the problem. One thing is to solve the problem. So I received many calls during the last, uh, the last fermentation in 18. Hervé, do you understand what happened? Because our fermentation are all wrong. Uh, the acetic acid increases. So what could we do? So the, the, the idea was very simple. It was just enough to, to, to bring to the juice some piece of choke coming from our region, because choke is also in connection with the moon, you know. So if you balance, if you increase the influence of the juice uh, by the moon, you know, it's okay, you save the problem, you solve the problem. So just by the addition yes, of choke? Yes, ju just by some small quantity of choke, that's enough. A, a tiny quantity, Yes, that, that's enough. What is important, it's not the quantity, it's the information brought transmitted by by chalk you know it's amazing um what is bioenergetics 
in my research, you know, I see everywhere you are the forefather of bioenergetics. What is it and how do we apply it to wine? How do you apply it to wine? Uh, what's, what I consider now, you know, uh, everything is, uh, when you apply the biodynamic approach, um, you consider everything is, is, is a sort of living system. So a living system, you, we, we work with bacteriums, we work with yeast, you know. So we work with, with human, 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 human being, you know, bringing their best to the, to, 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 to the wine, you know. So the energy is, is, is the consequence of the life, you know. So if you work with life, you will find life everywhere. You will find life in your grapes, you will find life in your wine, you will find life in juice. So we try to... We try to work with this life, and to describe this life, we use the, the word energy, you know. Because to control the quantity of life in a system, you measure the energy of the system. That's enough, you know. If the energy is, is, is high, no problem. You will avoid many diseases. If the energy is low, you will, you will uh, uh, meet some, some huge problem, you know. So maybe it's, uh, it's, it's Why an would the energy be low? Because if it's... The vineyards that hasn't been tended to yes, properly. Yes, if you're committed yes, to biodynamics, yes. you don't keep it up or organic. Yes, for instance, you know we have some we have some we measure some the energy using some units. Uh, we use the BOVI unit, B O V I unit, you know, and the maximum for a conventional wine is twelve thousand. The maximum for organic wine is seventeen thousand, and wow. the maximum for a biodynamic wine is thirty thousand. But in our wine now today, because of what we do uh, in, the, in, the, in the cellar, we have more than 100,000 units. So wow. you, can, you can imagine the consequence on the human being, you know. That's amazing. Um, Nicole, I think we should open a bottle of champagne <laughs> and drink a little while we're talking. I, I wanted to ask you now about climate change. Um, it's always been an issue, but it seems in the forefront now, and it's changing the way things are i mean england has a sparkling yes. market <clears throat> i think because of some kind of yes. climate change yes. but tell me what effect climate change primarily is hap happening is having on champagne yes you know i was the region the wine the yes, you know everything yes so i was born on the 14th of september you know when i was 24 i started to i feast my birthday um several days before the the, the the beginning of the harvest time when i uh, at the middle of my professional life I feast my birthday in the middle of harvest time. And now I feast my birthday before, uh, ah, after. There's after. a great way to measure it, right? Yes. So we have saved or lost, I don't know what, what we have to say, you know, five weeks in more than 35 years, you know. Wow. It's enormous. You can't, you can't imagine how enormous it is, you know. So the consequences are uh, um, we have a higher level of alcohol, level higher of, of, um, of sugar. Um, 35 years ago, we have an average potential of 9.5, and today we have an average potential of 11. You know, so we have saved 1.5 uh, in terms of uh, uh, alcohol potential. It means 25 grams of sugar more in in the juice in comparison of what we had um, 25, 30 years ago. You know, uh, so we have a pressure, we have a disease pressure much higher. You know. So how do you manage that? Uh, it's very difficult. We use some plants. We use some some prophylaxis. You know, we, we 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 take care of the of the of the leaves. You know, we make aeration of the of the grapes. You know, uh, we use essential oil. We use plants. So we use different substances, uh, natural substances, to care the, the problem. You know, but it's always very difficult. It's always very difficult. It's a huge challenge. And 
there has to be a shift for everything, right? When you plant, when you harvest. It's, it's difficult because uh, we have to adapt to a new situation, you know. We have to adapt to a new situation. And sometimes it's very difficult to, to, to appreciate the consequences, you know. You take some decision, but without any, any experience of the, new, of the new situation, you know. And uh, so, but in the same time, it permits to probably to produce a different wine, you know. Right. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's not, a, for the moment, it's not a huge problem except the pressure of, of the different fungus, you know. But it's not a real problem for the moment because we are able to manage. So you talked about during the course of your adult life and working, yes. you know, a five-year period. Was that gradual, or did it get worse, let's say, in the last five, ten years? No, I think it's gradual, you know. It we, is gradual. we have got some problem. We have got some huge problem in 2003, you know. And from, I, th I think, the changing arrived in 1990, you know. All right, we popped open a bottle of wine. Let's talk about it for a second. What are we drinking? So now we, we open a bottle of vintage 13, you know. 13 was a very nice vintage in Champagne, a sort of old-style vintage, you know. Uh, with a late harvest, uh, we, we, we started to harvest on the 24, 25 of September, which is now a bit late, you know, in comparison right. of what we did this year. This year we started the end of August, you know. So it's, it's more traditional years. 13 is more traditional years. Uh, with with a, a, a nice balance between the sugar and the acidity, you know, uh, a good presence of fruit and a very smooth, very silky texture. So it's it's very pleasant, you know. And in that case, we have a majority of Pinot Noir in this in this wine. You know? So what is the blend? The blend is seventy percent Pinot Noir. 50% Chardonnay and 50% Meunier, and we, we didn't add anything. We didn't add any sugar, so it's a, it's a bread no to bread. Dosage. No dosage. Because we make a long aging on the lees, you know. Right. We let 10 months the, the wine aging on the lees, so it's, um, it, it has a natural silky texture, you know, so we don't have to, to, to add sugar. Would you say your champagnes, your wines, are gastronomic champagnes? I mean, are these good... We have plenty of different cuvées, you know. We, we, we produce now more or less the 14 different cuvées. Well, we'll talk about that in a Yes, second. so it means that we have... We have you have a choice exactly. to match and yes, pair. Yes. I want to get specific in a few yes. minutes, in really a minute or two. But the last thing I wanted to ask you before we talk specifically about Leclerc, um, I think we talked about most of them, but what changes have you seen in Champagne, you know, in your tenure, the whole totality the last five years the last 10 years i mean are there things that come to mind um we can say now the the, the interest for for nature is more and more present among the young generation you know so this is the main point you know consumer and yes grower. yes consumer and growers so for me it's it's the it's a very good good uh, good uh, good thing you know because uh you don't need wine to put to to live you know of course the life will be sad but you don't need you don't need wine to leave. So if if the growers uh, want to continue to produce grapes, they, they have to respect the environment, you know. They have to respect the human being in front of their wine, you know. So now people people uh, understand, many many people understand this situation. So for me, it's, uh, it's very interesting because when I started to work on this subject uh, 35, 25 years ago, 35 years ago, I was considered as a completely crazy, you know. <laughs> 
and today the people the people uh, uh, work in my direction so for me it's very very interesting you know it's it's a sort of uh, it's a sort of happiness for me you know so it's uh, most of the time the crazy guys <laughs> turn out to be right <laughs> right um, we're gonna take a quick break when we come back I want to talk to you about Leclerc Briand mm -hmm. and all the different ranges of champagnes and we'll get into that specifically and how some of them are made um, we're talking to Hervé Chestin from Champagne Leclerc Briant and we'll be right back you're listening to The Grape Nation This episode is brought to you by you Heritage Radio Network makes your favorite food podcasts. And now we need you to lend your voice to our community and show your support of food radio. Become a member today. HRN releases 35 weekly shows each week and is a globally respected voice in food media. But believe it or not, we're still a very small grassroots organization. HRN is powered by a small but mighty staff of four people and HRN's incredible hosts who volunteer their time to bring you the best food podcasts out there. Our hosts are experts in their field, whether it's food writing, mixology, culinary history, craft beer, LGBTQ issues, and so much more. And they're committed to making sure that the stories that matter to you keep coming each week. We believe that a thoughtful, committed group can change the world. So join us. Add your voice and support HRN by making a donation of any amount. Go to heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. We're back. We're back with my guest, Hervé Justin from Leclerc Briand. Um, Hervé, I want to talk to you about the Champagne House now. Um, you make, I think you said 14 cuvées including some interesting projects, which we'll save towards the end to talk about. But let's talk about the different champagnes. Um, I guess the first lead question would be, is there a flagship champagne? Is there one that you make more bottles than the other? Um, I know some are more limited. You know, walk me through. Yeah. I know you have three different ranges. You have a classic range. You yes, have a exactly. single vineyard. Yes, exactly. Um, which is something not everyone was doing and a specialty one. Yes, so exactly. let's talk about them. Yes, you know that uh, Leclerc Bion was fa very famous for the single vineyard. They, they, were, they were the first in Champagne uh, region to create some, some single vineyard and to, 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 uh, to produce single vineyards coming from very nice uh, uh, plot, you know, located in, in general along the Marne River Valley. So, so explain what a single vineyard Champagne yes. is. So a single vineyard Champagne is the fruit of a very small... Uh, 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 plot plot of vineyard, you know. We don't make any any assemblage. Champagne region is is considered as the the leader in the world for the assemblage. In general, uh, when you drink champagne, it's it's a, it's a blend. It's a blend of many many different origin of grapes. You know, um, maybe you can find a hundred different components in in an assemblage. So it's it's a long way. It's 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 the DNA of of Champagne region. You know. Right. But with the global, and you create a house style that way. A consistency. Yes, yes, exactly. So it's the reason why you have to be very careful when you prepare your bridge. But in the same time, with the global warming now, more and more, we are able to 
to, to work in our region as they work in Burgundy, you know. So you know that in Burgundy, they produce a single vineyard with a very, very small plot of, of vineyard. So it, because of the climate, is very, very interesting for them. It's the same more or less now in Champagne region. So we have selected in our 15 hectares, because we have 15 hectares of vineyard, we have selected very interesting uh, single vineyard. And we try to, to make a first years of experimentation. We make uh, a, 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 very, a very different uh, winemaking. And after this, this year, <coughs> sorry, uh, if the result is OK, we continue and, and, and we, we start to produce a, a new single vineyard. It's very interesting because it gives a sort of photography or of idea of what, what the terroir is in this, in this single vineyard. And the soil could be very different. The orientation could be very different. Uh, the altitude could be very different. Of course, we are the, the, the maximum altitude in Champagne is three, 300 uh, meters. So it's not, it's, it's rather, but it's interesting to so work. Tell me specifically about the three single vineyards. So we have uh, and, and the differences, soil. Yes, exactly. Character. Yes, we have the, the famous one is La Croisette. La Croisette is a pure Chardonnay located uh, close the close the winery located in Epernay. It's a very old vineyard. It's a forty years old vineyard which never seen any any pesticide from the plantation. So this wine is very intelligent. We can we can say that this wine is very intelligent and very sensible to the presence of human being. And it's very interesting because we use different components. We use oak barrels, we use terracotta, we use uh, glass, we use uh, different stainless steel. Stainless steel also. And so we make the assemblage with the different components. Uh, the terracotta will bring the connection to the telluric activity. The oak will make the connection between cosmic and telluric. So it's very interesting to make the assemblage with the different uh, system. What is typical at other champagne houses? Do they use one vessel or do they use multiple vessels? Uh, the, the majority of the people in Champagne use stainless steel. They do? Yes. And the so the fact that you're yes. using different vessels, yes. different characters. Yes, yes, exactly. You know, and the growers use more and more uh, oak barrels. You know. But the problem of oak barrels for us is also the impact on the ecology. You know, because you, when you cut a tree, a 150 or 200 years old tree, it's not neutral. So this is the reason why we try new system as a terracotta or, or, or glass system, you know. So this is the first single vineyard, but we have the different other vineyard. We have another one, which is, uh, which is called uh, uh, Les Basses Prières. It's a single vineyard located under the Abbey of Auvillet, you know, where the famous Dom Pignon was living, you know. And we have, uh, we have another one. It's a very small claw. It's a very uh, unique claw. It's a, also a pure Chardonnay. And the name of the claw is Le Clos des Trois Clochers. I don't know the translation uh, in English of clocher. You know, it's the bell on the church, you know. Ah. You know, you see the, the highest point of the church. Inside you have the bell, you know. We call in French clocher, you know. So and it's, it's a type of bell. Yes, yeah. yes. And from, from the vineyard, we see uh, from the vineyard, from the center of the vineyard, we have the view on three different churches. And among those churches, we have the Cathedral of Reims, you know. Ah. So we call this place the Clos des Trois Clochers. And we work on many, many different uh, uh, so vineyards. So these are much smaller productions. It's very small production. I mean, what's the largest piece of property of the three? Um, the, the maximum of those single vineyards is 3,000 bottles for the world, you know. Okay. And the lower is 100 and... Yes, 1,700. You know, so it's very, very small. But it's sort of... Uh, laboratory for us you know it's uh, right mm -hmm. right um are there plans to bottle other single vineyards or yes 
We are working on three new single vineyards. One pure Pinot Noir coming from Grand Cru, from Mailly. Uh, another one, a pure Chardonnay coming from the Menil sur Roger, and a Chardonnay coming from the region of Epernay, you know. So. That gives you the best way to understand the soil terroir. That yes, exactly. And the, the, yes, exactly, exactly. All right, then you make a classic range of five champagnes, brutes, and some vintage stuff, right? Yes, exactly. We have uh, we produce the, the regular brut, which is a very old wine for a brut, you know, because the wine in general is 40, 40 months on the lees, you know, uh, on the lees in bowl, you know, 10 months on the lees in stainless steel or in hog bars, and more or less 10 months on the cork, you know. So it's a lot for a for, for regular brut, you know. We have a rosé, of course, right. uh, an assemblage, a rosé. You know, we, we, we have two possibilities to produce a rosé in Champagne. You have the assemblage of red wine, red wine and, and white, white wine. And the direct rosé, we call the skin contact or the maceration rosé. So we have both. We have the, the, the assemblage and the direct rosé. We also produce a premier cru coming from our vineyard. And uh, we also produce uh, a vintage. Now the vintage, the actual vintage is 13. The vintage available now on the it's, market yes, is a it's 13. 13. Yes, okay. yes. And you liked 13 as a vintage. You said yes. it was a classic vintage? Yes, 13 is a very classic. Uh, well, when you say classic, classic define is, what classic is to uh, you. So it, it's, the classic is uh, you harvest at the end, of, uh, at the end of, uh, of September, you know, after the 20th of September, which is now more or less rare, you know. Right. We, in general, we start to harvest in the end of August. So a long time ago, we were used to, 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 to harvest in the 22, 24. So it was the case in 13. With, uh, with uh, a very good balance between the acidity and the sugar, you know, with the warming now, we have less and less acidity. So it's always difficult to manage the, the, the balance between the, the, uh, the, the, the sugar ah. and the acidity. So in that sense, it's a traditional uh, vintage in China. Right. Yeah. You said before... You know, the vessels that you use um, for the wines, steel, terracotta, oak. You said one of the reasons you don't oak, you don't use oak is you don't want to cut down any more older trees. Is that part of it? Yes, it's, 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 for us, it's a sort of interrogation, you know. It's not neutral to get a an, an, an very old tree, you know, even if you replace, you know, because it will take uh, more than half. When you say neutral, you mean like carbon neutral? or Yes, in carbon neutral. But what you're taking, you're not giving back. Yes, not, not, only, not only the principle of the carbon neutral, but the, the fact you get a sort of living system. The, the whole environment yes, and yes, everything. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and then you make some specialty wines. Let's talk about them. There's one interesting project. I think it's called Abyss. Yes. W was that your idea? Yes. Uh, to be to be to be honest, uh, it has been inspired by my father. You know, because he met uh, one one day he met a very old friend of him working with a company specialized on the research of submarine uh, submarine uh, different things. You know, and they plan to open uh, a submarine cellar. You know. So he told me, would you be interested ah. by this project? And I just said, oh, give me, uh, give me uh, one hour, you know, to, to, to think about. And after 10 minutes, I call him back. Yes, I'm interested. Because it's 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 so so nice project. This project is one of so explain what it is. Yes, the idea is to let the wine aging uh, under the sea at 60 meter deep in a very dangerous place. You know, we we, we let the bottle aging uh, on the west uh, coast of France. You know. Uh, 
just on the last, near the last land before United States, at six, because United States is located at 6,000 kilometers from the small island, you know. Right. And in this place, the Atlantic uh, uh, Ocean meets uh, Channel Sea, you know. So we have a very, very violent current, you know. And so it means that you observe some vortex, you know, some very huge vortex. So it means that you have plenty of life in this region, you know. And the, the wine, which is a biodynamic wine made with the respect of life, age in the heart of the nature, you know. And this point is, is, is incredible because we don't let our wine aging in a building built by human beings, but we let the wine aging in the, in the heart of the nature, you know, in the sea. And so is the barrel, the vessel? No, 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 in bottle, the bottle. We let the bottle, the, the bottle are already fermented. In the bottle. Yes. So it's bottled? Yes. And then it's crated or whatever, and it, it's dropped it, or... It's yes, exactly. <coughs> yes. So all the vibration and current and yes. energy. Yes, exactly. And, uh, and you know, what is important also in, in, in seawater, you have all the memory of our planet, you know, from the beginning. So you can imagine the permanent dynamization of this memory, you know. So it's, 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 okay. Now, when did you start making this? Uh, we start, the first time was 12. The first vintage was 12. So when you've, you've obviously opened and tasted it, I mean, what, did it fulfill an expectation? Did it have a nuance that you expected? Y yes, it's, it's, it's always a question. You know, when I measure the level of energy of the wine coming back from the sea, I had 30% more in comparison of the same bottle aging now sellers, you know, you can imagine. So it means that... That is the bovi Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Right. We have 30% more, which is enormous, you know. It's, 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 yeah. it's, very, it's very important. So everything you thought happened. Yes, the energy and much more. Of, and and much, activity. Much, right. much more, much more, yes. So is that... I mean, it's an unusual project, but an, a successful one. Yes, is that, yes. Does it become less of a novelty and more of an option? Or it's just too hard and costly to you know, age wine that way. No, I think it's, uh, we will continue this, this experience. This pro uh, this yes, project. yes. And, and, but it's, um, it's, it's help us to understand what happened uh, in the nature, what happened, what, what could be the consequence of our wine. So it's very interesting in terms of uh, result, in terms of what we, we have learned about the experience, you know, and we plan to work on many different projects. Yeah. We have a very new, interesting project arriving in the next year, you know. Okay, can yeah, you hey, talk about no, it? No, it's a bit too early, okay, but next so year let's, I will let's tell you wait more, for yes. that. Something to look forward yes. to. But any other specialty wines that you want to talk about? Yes, now we developed the one uh, without addition of any sulfites, you know. You know that we use, uh, all the wine industry use sulfites to control the oxidation, to control the, the microorganisms, you know. And so uh, in that case, this, uh, the, the last one, the last one is made without any sulfites. We're going to taste that. Yes. So this, 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 is the, this is the direction of the company, you know. Because when you work with the... The direction being that you want to get to all the... Yes. Wines yes. without sulfate. Yes. So you're starting yes. experimenting. Yes, yes exactly. And okay. now it's possible to buy. We we produce three different cuvées without any sulfites now. And are you happy with the product, the results? Yes, the result. The result. The result is is, is very interesting because um, uh, when you taste a good wine or an excellent wine, it's it's sometimes it's a, it's a very beautiful uh, picture, you know. And when you taste a good wine made without any, 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 any sulfites, it's not a picture, it's a video, you know. It's very, very different. Right. 
and the, the the one is changing the one is leaving the one is is following you so it's it's a very special uh, very special feeling you know about the wine so to that point aging shipping all that is working out fine right yes we are able we are able now to to have a, to have a, the view of the, the 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 first wine you know there is no problem of oxidation you know because um the idea is to consider the oxygen as a friend of the wine and not as, as an enemy, right. you know. Because you manage it. Of course. So you have to arrange a discussion between the oxygen and the wine. That, that's all. It's what we try to do in biodynamy. We right. don't care. We don't fight. We, we, of, we never use the, the word fighting you know, or killing, you know. It's, it's active, not reactive. Exactly. You're trying to yes. do the right thing or yes. get to the right yes. place versus yes. fixing yes. the problem. Uh, yes, exactly. So right. it's for us now it's 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 very simple in the now. That's mm. great. Um, I have a couple more questions then I want to uh, subject you to our wine list and then I want to try um, the no sulfur wine. Um, I mentioned this off air. Best temperature to serve wine and the best type of glass to enjoy it. People have different notions. They serve it too cold. Yes. They use those crappy old flutes. What's the best way to enjoy wine? So I consider the best temperature is the cellar temperature. It means uh, 12 degrees, you know. Okay. But but the ideal is, is between 12 and 15, you know. And so in Fahrenheit, that would probably be 56, 58. Does may, that sound right? Yes, maybe. Yeah, maybe I think that's it. Maybe. That's cellar temperature. Yes, exactly. But under 12, is, uh, under 12 you, you spoil the wine, you know. Right. And it's also possible to serve at 16 or 17. You know, our, our wine are able to, to, to be served at this temperature, especially on lunch or dinner time, you know. Right. There is no problem, you know, as, as you would serve some burgundy, you know. And the best glass? The best glass is today is a sort of... Um, Still, uh, still wine, still wine glass. You know, we don't uh, continue to use flute. You know, why? Because the flute is too narrow. You know, it, and with the flute, you can't, you can't let the wine giving giving its best. You know, in terms of aroma, in terms of development. So now we use more and more uh, very large glasses as Burgundy, as you can find Burgundy. You know, so so the aromas come out. Yes, but the wine develops, you know. The, the more air can get yes, in. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly, yes, yes, yes. Right, so a burgundy or this looks like a Chardonnay glass, is this okay? Yes, yes, it's, it's okay, yes, okay. of course, it's okay, yes. Just a good wine glass. Yes. Um, and the last thing is, you mentioned this a couple of times, and I want you to get specific. You know, we talked a lot about viticulture, pra viticulture practices. You've said more than twice that there's really no book about in the cellar what to do now i i picked up somewhere are you writing a book about this yes uh, um, is it in the works is it a thought I yes mean, i just yes i just started uh, several pages you know that's uh, it I, I, I will tell you a story you know i was i was uh, i was traveling in japan uh, in in 2013 so i to, i told the people i uh, i met i just started to write a book you know and last year i i go back to japan and and all the people asked me what about your book uh i didn't are you committed to yes, writing I, and finishing he, he, it? No, no, no. It's it's it will take maybe two years to to write a book, you know. But I, um, but you have yes all the materials. Yes, you exactly. Know where yes, you yes, go yes. With I have all. And all. there's really nothing like it. No, it will be the first in the world, you know. So, listen, you better start working a little more on the weekends. 
and stop sitting around. You better finish this book soon, okay? I'm going to check back with you. In a year from now, you better be halfway done. And then in two years, I'd like to sit down with you again and talk yes, about yes, the book. Yes, yeah. So it's, it's very important to transmit, you know, because uh, what we do is very special. You know, we, we, we know that it's very difficult to understand some, some points, you know, and we have to explain. But... Um, but what is what is important is of course the words are important but what is important is the result you know because without any result it's it's uh, it's a joke to to write something about but you have um, an active body of work of over you know 45 years yes 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 so now it's it's the reason why it's possible for me you know i've produced more than 300 300 millions of all by my horn you know so okay. now so it's a lot you know so now it's 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 possible for me to write many things you know it, it's uh that would be great we would love to see that mm -hmm. um and we will check back with you like i said Hervé, we do a thing called the wine list we ask all our guests to answer five questions. We ask everybody the same five questions. Yes. Um, don't dwell on them. Um, give me your best answers. The first question is, what are you drinking now? Not right now, but what are you trying, experimenting with? What's on your table? What's in the fridge? Are you shifting for the seasons? No, in reality, uh, I, I love the, the, the one from Burgundy, you know. So Burgundy. Yes, Burgundy wine, yes. But the problem is the price today, you know. It's very expensive. So can you get around that? Do you drink Bourguignon? Do you... No, I often, I often drink Burgundy white, you know, Chardonnay from Burgundy, you know. And, and sometimes, sometimes uh, red Burgundy, you know. But the problem now, the problem... Uh, in, in general, I, I decide to I decide to buy to buy uh, or generic. You know, it could be a village and appellation, a village right. appellation. It could be a premier cru. You know, but premier cru is still uh, okay. It's it's difficult to buy now. Premier cru, and I, I like very much also the nord the nord Côte Rhône, You know, the Côte Rôti or Hermitage. You know, or Condrieu. I, 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 I like. Do you have much. any favorite makers? Yes, Vernet, of course. Vernet for Condrieu. You know. Sure. Yes, Vernet for Condrieu. And, and also Gigal is doing well, you know, with, with the normal, the, 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 the Condrieu from Gigal is very well made, you know, and the, the, the value is very interesting, you know. Yes, yes good the, value. There. Yes, good value, yes. What about reds from there? The reds, are, I have many reds, uh, but Gigal, Gigal is doing well. Again. You know? Yes, again, the you whole, know. Yes, the Orient, yes, yes, yeah. the value is very interesting, yes. I agree with you. Do you have a favorite wine and food pairing? Not something you eat every night or even every month, but is there something that's just to you? Yes, such uh, a good pairing. Yes, what I like is is an old Chardonnay, old still Chardonnay, or maybe sparkling Chardonnay with with a turbo, you know, just grill, you know. The so turbo, uh, just, just a grill. simple grilled turbo. Yes, yes. With a aged Chardonnay. Yes, exactly. Or even a little sparkle. Yes, exactly. It's just. It just goes very well simple, together. very simple, very 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 interesting fish, you know, but very simple cooking. Yeah. Um, that's perfect. A lot of the people we talk to are based out of New York or spend a lot of time in New York. So I ask them their favorite wine restaurant and or bar. But I think with you, if somebody is going to Champagne and they want to go into a good restaurant or bar where there's great attention towards the wine and the service is good, can you recommend a place or two? In Champagne region? Yes. Uh, in Champagne region, we have plenty of nice restaurants. You know, we have, um, I think we have nine uh, stars Michelin, you know, you can imagine on a very short, on a very short uh, area, you know, so one of the best one, you know, 
Uh, it's it's the new one. It's the Royal Champagne, you know. The Royal Champagne. It's a Royal new, Champagne. New, yes, yes. The Royal Champagne. It's very interesting because there, of isn't the, there a connection? Yes, exactly. But because of the because of the the, the location, w w one of the ideas is the location. You know, the location is extraordinary. You know, you have the view on on, on a so it's a beautiful yeah. spot. Yes, very beautiful spot. Great food. Yes, great food and great you, wine service. Yes, yes, and you have another one which is also very nice. It's it's you have two other one. You have uh, you have Les Crières. Le Crier, which Le is Crier. a two-star Michelin in, in Hans, a very, very nice uh, cell, a very nice food. And you have another one, it's, it's l'Allemand, you know, l'Allemand, l'Auberge Champenoise, you know, which is a, th a three-star Michelin, you know. And so it's, it's, uh, it's Arnaud l'Allemand, you know, yeah. the chef and the owner, you know. Sure. And, but you have plenty of different uh, small restaurants, um, small What about bistro. just like a wine bar? Is there a... Uh, we, we don't have any wine bar. Not, not yes, we have a, you, we have a ni very, nice, uh, very nice wine bar. It's, it's a sort of wine where you can buy your... It's a bar where you can buy your bottle, you know. It's right. Le Bon Manger. Le Bon Manger is a very, very interesting, very small restaurant, you know, in the city center of France, you know, and the people are very, very, very crazy. They have a very special wine, you know, coming from everywhere, uh, some natural wines, some very interesting wines. So it's a very lovely place. You know? Those are all good choices. Um, fourth question, favorite all-time wine? When I asked this question, the expectation was to get an answer of the rarest, most sought-after expensive wine. I've said it's morphed to the wine that has become important to you or represented a moment or an experience. Yes. So um, what's a wine that's yes, important I, I, to you? Yes, I remember during Christmas time a long time ago, we, we, were, we, were, uh, we were with the family and, uh, around the table, you know, on the 24. And my grandmother, we, my grandmother was, was, was born on, on the, on, in 1990, you know, right. 1900, you know. And we had a table in uh, 18... 99 or 1898 it was uh, Leo Villascaz from 1898 you know you had an 1898 Leo Villascaz yes and my mother was when born. was this how long uh, ago? it was it was uh, I was maybe 25 years ago you know and how did it show it was all the people were so so um, impressed you know to see my, my grandmother and, and the bowl more or less the same age than my grandmother you know and the one was my grandmother was still in very good good health you know and the one was still very nice very young very fresh you know with a lot of things to tell you you know so it was a real very uh, very very uh, unusual uh, experience so this is a, this is a very strong souvenir you know, I told you I asked the same questions to all of my guests. That may be the oldest wine as far as an answer ever. That's a great one, too. Yes. Um, and they still make terrific wines, for sure. Yes. Um, what do you think the best wine values are? If you had to point somebody to a red or a white, you know, and they wanted to spend 15, 20 American dollars, somewhere around there, <laughs> what comes to mind? When you think you know, of a white, when you think um, of a red, we we have plenty of very nice wine in the south of France. You know, in the Languedoc, we have a very very good value. You can find in France, you can find a great wine for 10, 10 euros, ten twelve right. euro. You know, and I guess in the United States, you will find under twenty euro. You know, 
and so, those wines. Yes, yeah. yes. You don't and, want to buy an American ten dollar wine. Yes, maybe Not twenty, maybe super. maybe twenty dollars. Right. Know. But it's 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 for so me. So wines from the Languedoc. Yes, you can find very very nice one for a very good price. And another region which is also very interesting is the Val de Loire. More and more the Val de Loire. You know, you will find now. What's coming out of the Val de Loire? Uh, because you have a new generation of growers coming. You know, arriving. You know, so they decide to 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 leave the cooperative and to produce their own wine. You know. And now they are very passionate by 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 by, by the winemaking, you know. So they produce good wine, excellent wine at a very reasonable price. And you have the south, the south of Burgundy, you know, what we call Côte Chalonnaise, you know, with Ruyi, with Mercure, you know. Yes. And, and the the value in general is outstanding. Those are the Burgundies yes, that we yes, can drink. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. There's some good makers. Yes, there. exactly, exactly. Um, those are good answers. You know, you brought up a good point, and we could probably do a whole show on it. There's definitely a generational change in wine in general, certainly in Europe and yes. France. You know, a lot of the uh, wineries, champagne houses, they're being taken over. Yes. You know, by the younger generations. Burgundy, we're seeing that a lot. It's very interesting, um, and good things are coming out of it. All right, good job on the wine list. Thank you for all those. Um, I didn't mention, but we post all your answers on our social media really? so that everyone can see what <laughs> uh, Hervé recommends and all of that. Um, we end the show with a segment called The Weekly Wine Sip. Every week we taste a different wine on air. Um, for our weekly wine sip this week, we're going to taste our second Le Clairbriand. And Hervé, tell us what we're going to be uh, tasting. So the second wine will be the will be the pure Cramont. Cramont is a very famous village. It's a Grand Cru from Côte des Blancs. Côte des Blancs is the region, the, the famous region where Chardonnay is planted in Champagne, you know. It's a 100% uh, Chardonnay region, only Grand Cru, you know, and Cramont is one of the towns. You know? And this one comes from harvest... Um, 12? Yes, from harvest 13. Yes, from harvest 13. And... Uh, this one is, is is very interesting because it's it's made without anything, without any 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 sugar, no dosage at all, uh, made without any sulfites, and uh, it's a hundred percent oak barrel fermented. You know, so it's it's very very interesting. Very very. When interesting. you say barrel fermented, what do you mean? Uh, it means that the wine has spent ten months in barrels, you okay. know, in oak barrels, and so uh, this the treatment is all oak on this or different. It spent time ten months in just oak. No, yes, yes, of course, okay. yes. We let we let on the lees, you know. We don't make any soutirage from the from the from the fermentation to the bottling, you know. And so the wine is very rich, you know, and um, plenty of uh, very very rich in terms of energy. Right, let's let's go through all the uh, descriptors. So the color is a beautiful pale yellow. Yes. Right? Yes. Beautiful color. Yes. Uh, very delicate bubbles, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. It's not, you know, bubbling over. Yes. It's very you yes. know, elegant yes. little bubbles. Yes. Um, tell me what you get on the nose. So for, in the nose, you have plenty of different capacity. You have, of course, the presence of oak, the presence of vanilla, you know. If vanilla not overpowering, though. Yes. Complimentary. Yes, yes. You have uh, you have uh, hazelnut. You have hazelnut. You can find hazelnut. nuttiness. Dry fruits in general. You can find some white flowers, some 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 exotic fruit also. You know, you know, you can you can find some, some mango. You can find yes. mango. 
an exotic or tropical fruit. Yep. Yes, you you could you 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 can find also some some aromas coming from autolysis, you know. Which what is we co- we, we, the autolysis is the degradation of the yeast in the in the bottle during the aging on the lees, you know. What so, typically does that smell like? Uh, it's grill grill bread, coffee, you know. In that right. case, it's grilled bread, you know. Right. Yes. Um, let's talk about mouthfeel. You know, champagnes vary. Some are rich, some are opulent, some are a little thinner. Where do you put this as mouthfeel? This one is very silky. You know, this, the texture is so rich, you know. There is no sugar, but it's it's so powerful. It's so rich, you know. It's as you have... It, it's as the, the the one was solid, you know. Yes. It has plenty of uh, plenty of, of of structure, you know. It's it's full of complexity, so it's 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 an incredible wine. We've so you said there's no sugar. Does adding sugar do anything to the mouthfeel? Does it make it richer or yes, fuller? exactly, exactly. In so general, it's a it's a good thing to have a rich wine without yes, sugar. And yes, everything yes, else is working yes, yes. well. Then. And it's 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 the difficulty. The difficulty is this right. one. Yeah. Now let's talk about the palate. The descriptors you gave me on the nose, do any of them translate to the palate? Yes, in the palate, in the palate it's much more powerful, you know. It gives a sort of a, of a very deep structure, very deep connection to the, to the, to the soil, you know. Uh, there, there is a sort of, it's a sort of fire, you know. It's, it's, there, there are plenty of different aromas, there are plenty of uh, different uh, sensation on the palate, you know. The silk, uh, the present of the freshness, you know, it's it's um, it's it's plenty of different uh, interesting quality. But in general, you know, when I describe the wine, I avoid to 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 cut the wine in different parts, you know. Yeah. And more and more, I just let the people uh, trying to understand what they what is their feeling when they taste the wine. So. It, 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 uh, I advise them to to taste the one with the, with their emotion, you know. Right. And so That's the it's, way to uh, do it. Yes. Um, champagne pretty much pairs well with a lot, a lot of foods. More and more. From popcorn to pizza to fried chicken to the obvious things, oysters. What What's a good pairing for this particular, the Blanc de Blanc Grand Blanc? The Maybe it could be sushi, you know. Sushi? Sushi, yes. So this is a great bottle for sushi. Yes, 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 yes. All right, anything else? Uh, Sushi or many different things. Of course, on uh, on Asiatic food, it could be very interesting on Asiatic food, you know. Of course, It it could hold up to the the spice and all the different flavors Exactly, exactly, exactly. So this is the uh, Leclerc Briant Blanc de Blanc, Grand Blanc, Melesme. How do you pronounce that? Grand Blanc, Millésime. Millésime, 2013, Brut Zero. Um, no sugar added. No sulfites. Yeah. All right, Hervé, I told you that an hour would go by quickly. We have to wrap the show up. Um, let me do a quick wrap-up. If you have a question, suggestion, wine happening, or event, hit me up at samatthegrapenation.com. That's samatthegrapenation.com. Subscribe to the Grape Nation podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Follow us on Facebook at The Grape Nation, on Instagram at SBenRuby, on Twitter at BenRuby. I know that's confusing, but you can always use the hashtag The Grape Nation. As I mentioned before, we'll post Hervé's wine list. We'll give you some great answers that he gave you. And I will list our weekly wine sip and the other wine that we tasted on our social media sites. Um, Hervé, where can we find Champagne Leclerc Briant? 
social media website? <clears throat> yes, and in in very very nice store, you can you can find the address at Winebow, you know. Okay. Winebow is the distributor uh, in the United States. So you if know? you go to Winebow, there's a section which I've been to on Leclerc yeah. Beyond. Um, do you have social media sites for the Yes, champagne? we have we have a website, uh, Champagne Leclerc Beyond. Yes. Okay, so it's Champagne Leclerc. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, L E C. L E R C Leclerc Brian B R I A N T. So if you go, make sure that you have the proper spelling. And are you on Instagram or? Yes, we are also have Instagram. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I will post where that is. Um, so you can follow uh, them on Instagram. I'll tell you where you can go, and you can also go to the Winebow site, or you can go to um, Champagne Leclerc Brian. Um, Ervec. Can't thank you enough for sitting down. I know during a busy week, yep. uh, left fate to champagne, <laughs> and I know you're doing a lot of business. I want to thank our engineer, Jeet, and everyone at the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Sam Ben Ruby, and you've been listening to The Grape Nation. The Grape Nation is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening.